everyone and welcome to Everything Under the Sun. I'm just typing away in my podcast shed. I've been listening to your questions, which I love, and answering lots of emails. It got me thinking, I do love emails and they're super handy, but I also really love letters, especially when they're from someone really special. I've been receiving the most brilliant post from none other than Banjo Robinson, a magical globe-trotting cat. Twice a month, Banjo sends me a letter from a fun place he's visiting on his trip around the world, like the jungles of Brazil, or last week I got one from Morocco. He also sends me loads of stickers and activities with his letters too, and recipes that I can make at home. If you want to start getting amazing letters from a cat called Banjo Robinson, ask your grown-up to go to www.banjomagic.com slash everything and check out all the options. There's a free starter pack, including an amazing world map that you can get through everything under the sun. For a limited time only, there's also Super Black Friday offers now. Now on with the show. Hello and welcome to Everything Under the Sun, a weekly podcast answering all the most pressing questions children around the world have about life on Earth. How have you been? I've had a busy week. I moved house. That was dusty. I also did a book signing at a beautiful five-storey bookshop in the middle of London called Hatchards. It was built a long time ago in 1797 by John Hatchard. It has such a great children's section where everything under the sun is enjoying waiting for children to pick it up and for their parents to buy it for them. If you got your copy of Everything Under the Sun, a curious question for every day of the year yet... I hope you do. If you'd like a book plate, then get your grown-up to email me at molly at everythingunderthesun.co.uk and I'll send you one with your name on it from me. Also, this week has been the third birthday of Everything Under the Sun. Can you believe this podcast has been three times around the sun? I can't. It's so much fun has happened since I started that very first podcast started I didn't know if anyone would send me their questions and now hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of you have and thank you to each one of you I hope to answer all of them in my books and future podcasts and thank you if I've already answered your question I hope you've seen it in the book now on the show our first question comes from Tasso and it's a truly wonderful one it's all about stories and really it's kind of about life in general. Over to Tasso. Hello, Molly. I'm Tasso. I'm four years old. I like numbers and crabs, and I want to know why there were always problems in stories. <laughs> Hi Tasso, what a totally excellent question. Thank you for sending it to me. Tasso decided to send his question in as a video and he dressed very smartly in a bow tie to ask me it. Tasso, you look totally gorgeous and so smart. Thank you so much for making such a big effort to look so wonderful to ask your question on everything under the sun. 
to answer it for you. Here is one of the world's best children's writers ever, ever, ever. His name is Michael Morpurgo. Over to Michael. Hello, Tasso. I like your bow tie, by the way. Let's start with that, something really important. I'm Michael, and I'm 78 years old, and I like lobster, not crab particularly. I like lobster, and I like words rather than numbers. But I want to answer your question, why are there problems in my stories and in lots of people's stories? The answer, I suppose, is this. You already know that there are problems in life. Life is not simple. There is happiness and there is sadness. There is bad weather and good weather. Um, so when you write stories, you have to write stories about the world as you see it. I don't write stories to make people happy. I make stories because I care about what's in the stories. That's very important. And I also know that these stories are going to be read by children. And therefore, I want the stories to make you think. It's really what stories are for. They're to make you think. They're to make me think. That's the whole point of them, really. And they're going to take you to places which are not necessarily where you want to go. And you'll meet people you necessarily want to meet. And you'll meet problems in the stories, um, which may be a difficult, but they are problems that I've discovered that exist in life. So that's the answer to your question. You've asked a very, very hard question. And I'm 78 years old, and I'm exhausted already answering your question because it's such a good one. I want to wish you very, very well, and I want to congratulate you on your bow tie and your question. Michael, thank you. That was a completely perfect answer. I think you will agree, Tasso. Now, life isn't easy. Although it can often be extremely joyful, beautiful and wonderful, there are lots of problems that all of us will come across at different times in our lives. All we can do is look after each other and look after ourselves. I hope Everything Under the Sun is a place where you feel you can come to find ideas, inspiration and, of course, most importantly, a place where you can ask any question in the entire world. And one day, hopefully I can answer your question. If you're facing problems in your life, you can ask me questions. And hopefully listening to the podcast will make life a bit easier. That's what I hope. So thank you, Michael, for the perfect answer. And I hope it answers your question, Tasso. Thank you for sending it in and looking so stylish while asking it. Now, if you would like to win a copy of two of Michael Morpurgo's books, we've got a competition. The first book you could win is called The Owl or Pussycat. It's a story of first love and first night nerves about a boy who lands a starring role in his school Christmas play. He's the owl and his friend is the cat. What happens next? The second book you could win is called The Puffin Keeper. And this is a story of a life-changing friendship between a lighthouse keeper on Puffin Island and a lost puffin. It's a story about how one thing that happens can change a life forever. It's illustrated by Benji Davies and written by Michael Morpurgo, who just answered Tasso's question. And I know you're going to love both books, so make sure you stop the podcast and enter the competition. 
All you have to do is think of a good friend and then tell me their name and why they're a good friend. It can be an animal, a puffin, a dog, or a real human friend, or an imaginary friend. Just tell me about your friend, do a recording. So what you have to do is get a grown-up, borrow their phone, get them to help you record yourself saying your name, your age, and then tell me about your friend. And send it to me at molly at everythingunderthesun.co.uk. We'll pick a winner on next week's podcast. Good luck! Now, since one of Michael's books that you can win this week is about an owl, well, about a boy who dresses up as an owl for his school play, to be precise, I thought we'd have a question about owls. This one comes from Rory. Over to Rory. Hi, Molly. My name is Rory and I am seven years old. I love football and swimming and I am a big Spurs fan. My question is... How do owls see an ultraviolet light? Hi, Rory. What an interesting question. I hope you've seen this very question of yours answered in Everything Under the Sun, the book. You've also got your name at the back of the book. Have you seen it? Do show all your friends. Well, the answer is owls don't see UV light. That's a surprise. Ultraviolet or UV light is a type of light that is invisible to humans. Lots of birds can see it though, especially birds that fly about in the daytime. They can mostly see UV light. Unlike humans, these birds have special cells in their eyes and a tiny drop of oil in them that can pick up UV light. However, owls are special. They are well known for being awake at night. So, instead of seeing UV light, Owls are amazing at seeing in the dark. Owls have big pupils to let in lots of light. Now, as owls can see in the dark, colour is not as important to them. Some owls can only see a few colours and others just see black and white. But they can't see UV light. Isn't that interesting? Did you know owl wings glow in the dark? It's a glow that some birds can see very easily. We humans can't, but we can get a glimpse of this amazing glow if we shine a special light on the bird's feathers. New feathers glow brightly and older ones less so. I hope that answers your question, Rory, and thank you for sending it in. Now, as you know, some of my favourite activities are thinking, reading, writing, and of course, answering your questions. Guess what? My cat friend, Banjo Robinson, has given me a journal to help me do all the things I like to do in 2022. Journaling is fun and apparently it helps you if you're feeling worried. If you start journaling in just one month, you should feel a lot less worried. Banjo's journal is packed with lovely drawings and activities which can help you express yourself, feel more mindful and creative and help you with your reading and writing. I'm going to use mine to jot down your questions as well. Some of the pages have got special themes like well-being, dyslexia, Black History Month, Pride and more. If you would like to have one of these 440-page journals made by a travelling cat, then ask your grown-up. You can get one for 50% off, so it's £12.50, which is a bargain. 
And don't forget, you can also get your own letters and activity packs from Banjo himself. I've been loving my one from Morocco and I've done the recipe. It's for these little balls made out of dates and cinnamon and they're pretty delicious. I know that 2022 is going to be chock full of reading, writing and thinking. And my new cat friend Banjo Robinson is going to make that time more fun than ever. Just ask your grown-ups to visit banjomagic.com slash everything for everything under the sun. You can try Banjo Robinson's letters out and there's some extra special Black Friday offers there too. Now, it's time for our third question, which is gently carrying on the Alfie. It comes from Isabel. Over to Isabel. Hi, my name's Isabel and I'm 10 years old. I love puppet squishies and puppies. My question is, who decides names for groups of animals? For example, a parliament allows. Thanks, bye! Thank you, Isabel, for your wonderful question. Well, we've all heard these funny names for groups of animals, haven't we? Like an exaltation of larks, a murder of crows, a shoal of fish. The proper name for these are collective nouns. But who comes up with the collective nouns? Well, there isn't a person that comes up with them at all. Each one has come about in a different way and at a different time in history. And there isn't an official group of people that decide which ones are right and wrong. They're just collective nouns that people have said at one point, and other people thought, hmm, that sounds good, and then they said it, and then someone else said it, and then it caught on. And before we knew it, we are saying it. In some cases, hundreds of years later. Let me tell you about a few of the most well-known ones. What do we call a group of fish? Well, we usually call them either a school of fish or a shoal of fish. A school of fish comes from a Middle Dutch word that means a group of animals together. The word shoal comes from an Old English word that means multitudes, which means lots and lots. Whales and dolphins tend to come in pods, not a pod as in short for podcast, a different kind of pod. A murder of crows is a collective noun that's been used since the 1400s. We don't know who invented it. It could be because of the massive racket crows make when they're all together, which sounds so loud that it could be that someone's being murdered. But that's just a joke, really. But that could be where it came from. An exaltation of larks is what you call a group of birds called larks. Now, this has been written down in a book in the 15th century. The book, called The Book of St Albans, was published in 1486. It was all about hawks and hunting. It was the first book in England printed in more than two colours. It has lots of collective nouns in it. It's got an exaltation of larks, an unkindness of ravens, a murmuration of starlings, a gaggle of geese, a pride of lions, and one I like, which is a charm of goldfinches. These are all being used over 535 years ago. Some more modern ones mentioned by the Merriam-Webster Dictionary in an article I've read include a tuxedo of penguins, a bask of crocodiles, a destruction of cats, a troop of baboons. My favourite, a wisdom of wombats. 
but surely wombats are very wise. They even do cube-shaped poos so they don't roll around and make a mess. I hope that answers your question, Isabel. And why don't you make up your own collective noun and see if it sticks? If it does, then 500 years from now, people might be saying the one you made up. Give it a go. Right, that's it for this week. Wishing you all a super, super lovely week. A huge thank you to the wonderful Michael Morpurgo for talking to us about stories and why they have problems, as well as to Tasso, Isabel and Rory for this week's questions. A big thank you to Ash Gardner at House of Strange for the theme song and Audio Networks for all the lovely incidental music we use this week. Remember to enter the competition to win Michael's beautiful books, The Puffin Keeper and Owl or Pussycat. You're going to adore them and I can't wait to find out who the winner is. Quickly send me a recording of who one of your friends is and why they're a good friend. And I'll pick a winner on next week's podcast. Do send me your questions, especially Christmassy ones, to molly at everythingunderthesun.co.uk. Make sure you get a copy of the book because you're going to love it. It's in all bookshops and online. Wherever you want to buy books, it's there. Check out my Instagram at Everything Under the Sun Pod and at Molly Oldfield Writes and tell all your friends to listen. One person who does listen is my cat friend, Banjo Robinson. Remember to check out banjomagic.com slash everything for some fun freebies and 50% off Banjo's journal. If you like stories, activities and fun, you'll love Banjo Robinson the cat. Sign up today and see for yourself. Have a very lovely week. I hope you'll spot or hear an owl. I can hear them in my god night. Hooting. I love that sound. I would love to see their special glow-in-the-dark, if you're a bird, wings. I hope you don't come across too many problems this week and that you read lots of wonderful stories have fun with your friends. Sending lots of sunshine. Thank you and goodbye. <laughs>